Hey, happy campers listeners. Do you remember that awesome camp that we spoke about on our adult camp episode? Camp, camp Bonfire. bonfire. <laughs> Jinx. Um, do you remember we had our friend Jacob on and he came on and told us all about the super cool, super chill Camp Bonfire where everyone does their own thing and lives their lives at camp for a weekend in the Poconos. Yeah. Do you remember listening to that episode and being like, I want to go to there? Well, it turns out Sammy and I are going to there. We are going there and we are super, super excited about it. We're going in June, June 16th to the 18th. Mm-hmm. They have two sessions, a June session and a September session. And we want you guys to come with us. So Jacob was nice enough to work with us, and we have a special offer code for our listeners where you would get $50 off your trip to Camp Bonfire. Your registration fee, yeah. So the code is Happy Campers Podcast. Uh, it's up right now, so you can sign up today, and it's going to expire on May 21st. And camp starts like less than a month after that, so you really should sign up. Yeah, get on it. It's uh, about two and a half hours from... Philly, New York, and D.C. No, it's four hours from D.C. Okay. <laughs> four hours. Well, I'm not coming from there, so I don't think about that. But a bus leaves from New York and Philly. You can take the bus from New York and Philly, or you can drive up with me from D.C. if you want. And we're going to spend the weekend talking to you, talking to the campers, and we want to hear everything. We want to know how you guys are liking it. We want to know about your camp stories. We want to know everything. We're going to do some kind of episode involving camp bonfire and we are super excited for it so one more time our code is happy campers podcast and you get 50 dollars off your registration fee sign up today it ends on may 21st all right hopefully we'll see you there good morning campers have no fear happy campers is here it's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we miss about the best summers we ever had and there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by so grab a glass of bug juice relax and say hi to both your hosts we're julie and sammy your podcast family we're gonna start the show Hey everyone, happy campers. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Julia. I'm Sammy. And this week we are going to talk about something very important that doesn't necessarily happen at camp, but it's very important. It's an important pre camp ritual, yeah. which is packing. Taking, yeah. <laughs> you were going to Taking go and really, packing. Taking and packing. I was going to go very descriptive, which is yeah. taking a giant black sack, airing it out, and then <laughs> filling it with as much crap as you can in a smart way. Sure. Yeah, that's real. So our guest today is very close friend of the podcast, our wonderful producer, Allison Caden's mom, Liz Caden. Welcome to the podcast, Liz. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Uh, and Allison is also here with us. I am. I, I needed to support my mom on her first podcast. This is your first? I swear. I swear, you've been on more podcasts. No? She came so wow. prepared. Absolutely my first. Wow, normally we have people who've done at least four to five podcasts. Yeah, this is beca- yeah, that's true. We're like, we're, we really require a lot of experience. They're we're definitely kidding. joking. We're kidding. <laughs> we, we've I never podcasted. very nervous. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So do we want to dive in? Do we want to ask some questions? All right. So as the mother of two campers... A 
male camper and a female camper. Tell us what the packing scenario was like in your house in those months leading up to camp. Well, I will definitely agree with you that it was months. (laughs) (laughs) That list came from both camps, and they were very intimidating lists because they went on and on and on. And uh, I'm a very organized person, so I would say at least two months in advance I started thinking about it. And I would also then say for a month those two bags sat in our computer room and each day, you know, tried to put a little bit into it because um, I I found it a very stressful situation. It's very daunting. Very daunting. I would agree with her now looking back at it because I actually have one of our packing booklets that our camp director created for us. And it is many, many pages long. It's like a full book. It's It's a book. It's more than just like a list. And (laughs) there are just so many things packed into it. And I would say that it actually is a little bit dated and they never updated it when we (laughs) went to camp. So there are many things that you probably didn't need, but no one said like this is optional. So we definitely had to go out into the world and try to find like mess kits and sit-upons or whatever, you know, the lingo was. Sit-upon is like a Girl Scout, you know, crazy creek lingo I guess but all sorts of strange things are in this book that I don't necessarily think everyone utilized and especially that first summer when you're going in and you don't know what activities you'll enjoy you just kind of have to get everything like for riding you need your helmet you need your pants you need your boots and eventually maybe after even the first summer you're like I don't even like this thing but the first summer you have to get everything on the list. Lacrosse stick. That was a big one for me. Did you guys get the canteen? Like that water bottle that was... Yeah, with the fur on the fur on both sides. Yeah, Never used that. (laughs) It was extremely metallic tasting. Like it wasn't (laughs) a good thing. That was like pre-Nalgene, but everyone thought they needed a canteen. Yeah, a literal canteen. Yeah. Um... You could hang that on a wall and put flowers in it. Right. It's, it would probably be like a really nice statement piece now. Totally. <laughs> um, something that I remember that I packed, and now I'm like, why was this on the list, was rollerblades. Rollerblades was on the packing list, and I brought my rollerblades to camp because like, ro- they had roller hockey, allegedly. I never put them on. I never played roller hockey, and I actually left them at camp, and they shipped them back to me. <laughs> like, I do not want these. Um, those also take up a lot of space. So, and they're heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, okay. Uh, let's talk about, so both of the camps that you sent your, your son and your daughter to were uniform camps, right? Yeah, yes, they were. So what was the process for, you know, that first summer figuring out, okay, what do they need? How do we get name tags? How do we know what the cool things are? What's not cool? Well, I guess the camps made it easy in that they were uniform camps, so there were very specific requirements of what you had to wear in terms of shirts and shorts. However, uh, there were two things I remember doing. One was thinking about anyone we knew who went to either of those camps, because I was a big, big believer in hand-me-downs. I mean, when they tell you you need to buy 14 shirts and 14 pairs of shorts, whatever, it could really add up expense-wise, and you knew that they were going to get messed up very quickly. So we luckily, for my daughter, found uh, a camper who had graduated, and she had a full attic of clothing, so we took a lot of that stuff. And then whatever was still missing, there was this company that called themselves the Clothes Company, C-L-O-Z. The Clothes Company. Very catchy. (laughs) And they would set up in a hotel 
uh, like a pop-up shop is what I guess you would call it today, and you would go there and you would get measured and they would tell you the size of clothing you should order and we would fill in the gaps of anything that we hadn't already found. Um, I do not remember this experience <laughs> at all, although I know it happens these days and um, we were actually chatting with the camp spot and they're doing one um, and they do them all over the country, but I just don't remember that. But it seems like something pretty memorable to like be measured to go to camp. Um, even so, even after being measured, we still bought everything extra, extra large because we wanted it to last for the full seven summers. <laughs> yeah. But then the shirts arrived and they came down to my ankles. So like... The first two summers of camp, every photo I'm in just looks like I'm wearing a dress shirt. And most campers were also walking around with the same look because their parents just were refused to buy them. I mean, like, who's going to buy yeah. 14 shirts for seven seven times? Like, that seems... It, it's very logical yeah. and, like, financially <laughs> responsible, but it made for some interesting looks those first few summers. I had a friend who told me something that I thought was very true and very funny. So the first year uh, our daughter went to camp, we did do the extra, extra large, whatever, wanting it to last all seven summers. But by the time she became you know, the oldest camper, uh, the oldest bunk, uh, she wanted all the clothing to be extra small. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> very we form fitting. <laughs> and you know, even those clothes that we had bought in year one were too big. I mean, they I wanted really form-fitting clothing. I remember, like, I wore the same shorts that I had in bunk one in bunk twelve, and they were the they were so tight and so short. But I was like, this is I'm, this is how it needs to be. It didn't matter how tight it was yeah. if it could get on your body. Yeah, and that was what you <laughs> that wanted. That was what you wanted it to be. There were definitely times when the oldest bunk would go and borrow clothes from the youngest bunk yeah. because it fit better. My yeah. favorite shirt in the oldest bunk, I was so proud of it, was a youth medium. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think what did occur oftentimes in camp laundry are, is just like your shirts and your shorts would shrink a lot. And you'd be so a excited about it. But you would yeah. be really excited about it. But I also, I think it also was the reason that parents would buy things in much bigger size because these things are washed innumerable times and eventually they kind of lose their... Less stats. They're like, sheen. Yeah, they are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Allison, how did you feel about that first big pile of hand me downs? Were you excited, like, oh, this has a lot of history? Or were you like, what? I want my own clothes. <laughs> Knowing the way that a young person's mind works, I probably wanted all new things because I was telling my mom earlier, like, one of the things I really remember about packing for camp was getting to go to, like, CVS or a pharmacy and buying all new toiletries. Like, yeah. that was extremely exciting. Like, the things were mine. So I'm sure I was a little bit upset, actually, that I had everyone's hand-me-downs and not anything new. And as camp styles evolve, like, some of that stuff was what we would say is vintage and when I was younger that didn't seem that cool and then by the time I got to 15 years old all I wanted was the cool vintage stuff yeah. but I think initially it probably was a little bit challenging to like have all like old clothes when I think of those really cool kind of like runner shorts I think of you Allison as the one who like brought them yeah, back the, the track shorts <laughs> my heart just skipped a beat like that <laughs> makes me feel really great <laughs> Can we talk about shower caddy culture? I was I was just gonna <laughs> what say do you that put in there? because I distinctly remember my dad taking me to the container store to shop for shower caddies and then also some under the bed storage. Remember, because every every summer everyone came with those 
uh, cardboard drawers that oh, you yeah, built you to put together your drawers. Yeah, so that you could put your like underwear and stuff in those cardboard chests of drawers. It was like an annual trip to the container store because I never brought my shower caddy home because it was disgusting by the end of the summer. Yeah, but it was like a really thrilling experience to be able to choose your all color. these items yeah. and like get the exact products that you wanted. Herbal essences. Herbal essences <laughs> obviously was big, but uh, and I I think also just <laughs> buying sheets, like if you could get your own kind of comforter that felt really personal. Um, there were all these things that were tailored to your you know, personality and it's not something you were able to buy during the year. Like you, you have your items at home that you've always had, but when you go to camp, you get all these kind of yeah, new things that represent you your personality. You never brought that stuff with you. You were like, this was, is my home shampoo. I need a completely different yeah, shampoo it was for like, camp. Yeah. You're setting up your vacation home <laughs> yeah. and you get to buy everything new. <laughs> yeah. Having like the, Oh, the worst would be, I had a, like a light blue Nick and Nora, comforter with white clouds and I loved it but then I got so pissed when another girl in my bunk showed up your with sister it. also had that I, one I too. had that that exact comforter <laughs> I, and I think I also had one with like cherries on it there was also one year when blow up couches and oh. blow up pillows oh, were really big yeah. and I definitely Look, brought <laughs> a few to camp yeah. and her like, mom just did like a huge nod of recognition she was like yes I remember this time in my life <laughs> <laughs> I had forgotten about that. It is putting on a smile. Oh uh, I was also thinking in the caddy shower, uh, the caddy that you held all the goods, you had the soap dish, which you probably, I don't even know if you ever used it. Th th those were really pretty gross. Um, uh, but were there also, was, was I buying it for the collapsible cups? Oh, yeah, the collapsible cups. The most ridiculous cups. things ever. We would use them I on hiking used, trips. I, I had two, and I never used it. I would stay up late at night not being able to sleep and I would just play with the cup. <laughs> yeah. So I used it to play with. I, I'm really excited to hear what um, our listeners have to say about like the completely unnecessary items that they purchased for camp and never utilized because I feel like there's just there's a huge so list. Like collared shirts. Well, I use my collared shirts. <laughs> Some people thought those were cool. <laughs> um, especially if you went to a uniform camp. And obviously, you know, we would love to hear from people who didn't go to uniform camps because I think the experience of packing is completely different. Um, but at a uniform camp, there are a few nights where you're able to wear your own clothing. And I was also saying that we would be so meticulous about packing. And then the day before the trunks arrived or the, the pickup for the trunks arrived, I would just throw in like every item of clothing I had, all these random like tchotchkes and games and things that I shouldn't have packed, but I wanted, I was like, I might need this. And then the bags got so heavy and they, and I didn't really utilize any of that stuff. And so I feel a little bit badly because I think my mom did a really good job. <laughs> and then I get to the camp and like the whole thing would be exploding with weird <laughs> items that I had per I had put in at the last minute. I still think that I pack that way too. I like pack everything so nicely and then I panic that I'm like, I'm going to change three times a day and I throw in all of this extra stuff. And then I'm like, I haven't learned anything. Um, Liz, can you talk about, uh, Packing for Allison versus packing for your son, Peter. Was it different? Did you include different stuff for them? or? Uh, okay. I think it's 
it was pretty similar because as Allison, I, I did the basics for both kids, right? Yeah. And all the things that were on the list. And so that was pretty similar. And Allison has already alluded to the fact that she then threw in way too much other stuff. <laughs> but for Peter, I specifically remembering addressing envelopes to all the people in our family that I wanted to make sure he wrote to during the summer putting the stamps on them because there's no way he was going to remember to do that. <laughs> and then I actually wrote some of the letters for him because uh, I knew what I wanted to know from him. I wanted to know if he liked his bunkmates. I wanted to know if he had good counselors. I wanted to know, uh, you know what bunk he was in, yeah. what activities he was taking. So they would be questions that all he had to do was write yes or no. <laughs> do you like your bunk? Yes or no. And it, it really worked like a charm. Yeah. So I got all the information I needed and... Um, that's just one thing I, I remembered I had to do for Peter. With, with my daughter, Allison never had to worry about that. I mean, she clearly loved to write letters, and they were very newsworthy. So <laughs> that wasn't a problem. And the news was like the types of things you wanted to know, or they were just random events about what she ate that day? <laughs> oh, you're making me think now. Uh, no, I think they were pretty newsy. I knew who her friends were. I knew that she was having a hard time getting to go water skiing as much as she wanted to. <laughs> yeah, struggle. And, Rolls in the bunk show. But I knew she <laughs> loved, loved the camp trips and felt she was at the most wonderful place on earth. Cool. Yeah, we came across these letters a few years ago when they were moving out of their house and they are incredibly detailed. Like, they're too detailed. There were things they just, like, certainly did not need to know. <laughs> but, I mean, I just wanted to make sure I was relaying all the day-to-day -to -day details, like who I went to an activity with. And I, I would give, like, my whole schedule, and then I'd say, we're going on this trip, and then we had lip-sync night. Just, like, nothing they probably... They, I'm sure they're just happy to hear from me, but I don't think they needed all these, like, minutiae of the day. That was, like, it was pretty boring. Um, but like I'm sure it was good to get it. My letters and Julia's letters were like, I'm alive and I went canoeing. <laughs> Bye. My letters were just like, hi, mom and dad. Sup. And it was also like, <laughs> please send me this. <laughs> yeah, that's actually in terms of packing. I feel like then there was always something that was missing, but it was probably like bubble gum or nail polish. And like they would have to go scramble and go. Yeah, like, oh, Did you, you always give in to your kids' requests for stuff to be sent up? Absolutely not. I was a very <laughs> bad parent. <laughs> it's true, because there were these little stores in our town which would have, you know, come on in and we'll send your kid a package oh, the, like, filled with packages, you know, comic books and candy and this and that. Uh, I don't think I ever and ordered like, keep it. Walking. I kept I, thinking they're privileged enough to be able to go to camp. <laughs> I don't need to send them anything, but um, I, I, I do feel a little badly about that now. Oh no, I think it's fine. I think in <laughs> retrospect, as an adult, I think it's totally fair. Yeah. There's absolutely no reason for it. But at the time, there were probably days where I was like, I wish I got a package. Like everyone else got one, but. On the other hand, they were very good letter writers. And we have a, my brother and I have a joke in, in our family. Like, they would say, they would have one event, like, we're going to a baseball game. So the week before the baseball game, they'd say, we're going to a baseball game in a week. And then, like, three days later, I'd get a letter saying, I'm going to a baseball game tonight. And then a few <laughs> days later, I'd get a letter, like, we went to the baseball game a few <laughs> days ago. So, like, they really did write a lot, but they didn't have that much to write about. <laughs> so it was just like, we would get news about the same event, but a different like, like past, present, future. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so 
you know, even though we didn't get packages, we were very informed uh, about their also their day to day lives. So I think <laughs> yeah, that's I wonder fine. where you got it from. Um, I actually have a question back to packing a little bit. Um, so because we went to uniform camps, and even those who don't go to uniform camps, I'm sure it's the same thing. I mean, everyone's stuff is getting mixed up and it's hard to keep track of like whose stuff is whose. So how, how did you make sure that my stuff came back with me? That was really stressful. So back in the day, you had these labels that you had to sew in. And I think the first year I was very conscientious about sewing in those labels. And that went out the window after the first year. Then came the indelible markers where I would just write things into the clothing. Uh, and I think originally I would write my daughter's full name. And by the last season, it was just her initials. And on very expensive things like the sweatshirts or a jacket and things that I really wanted to make sure came home with her, I used to originally sew the label all around, make sure it was nicely put in there. But then I learned the little trick of you just took the label, you folded it in half, you put in one little stitch, and it sort of just hung there like a hanging yeah. chad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hook. Any, anything to uh, ease the process. I will say I have some friends who were so stressed out over this, putting the labels in the clothing, that they would actually ask their dry cleaners to, set, to put them in themselves. My mom to sew them in. that. Uh, I also remember one summer, my initials are SM, um, and I was shopping for socks with my parents, and we, we were like at Costco or something, and they had Steve Madden socks that just had SM on the side of the socks. And my dad was like, this is it. We found them. I won't have to write your name on 30 socks anymore. And he bought so many of them and sent me to camp with them because they already had my initials on That's them. That's brilliant. That's yeah. such a good parent move. Like, so <laughs> smart. Um, something else I remember just about labeling it's for like our mess kits or I like plastic items. We would use nail polish yeah. to write our initials on mm. it. So it would be like this it was really so big, like purple sparkly like AK yeah. on the side <laughs> of something. But everything really was labeled. Regardless, you still came back with like a quarter of the stuff you went to camp with and, because and things three would get quarters lost. of other people's stuff. Yes, <laughs> definitely a fact of it, camp life. It's funny because if you found a piece of clothing or just an object or mess kit or whatever that had no label on it. You were like, it's mine. It's, it's basically, done. there were like no rules in the universe that protected it from becoming yours. It was just like, this was, this is maybe a, it was I mine it. and my, my yeah. name tag fell off of it. Uh, also, I remember going back as a counselor, sitting and packing to go back and writing my name and all of my stuff. And like, I'm pretty sure that I have my name like in the back of this sweater that I'm wearing right now that because wow. I had it when I was a counselor and... I, like there are items of clothing that I still own that have my name written in the back of them because I had it when I was a counselor and yeah. I'm not even sure that it was effective at all, but <laughs> this is, yeah, I definitely had like my name in my underwear, like through college, through college. Yeah. Um, hopefully I, I don't have, be, that could be helpful in college. <laughs> it definitely could, but like, I definitely don't have any of that anymore, but there was like a long period of time where I was like, this is probably, this should probably go. This is, yeah. It looks but, like my mom wrote my name in my underwear. <laughs> Yeah, because you don't really do that. You don't label your stuff for college. It's a little bit of a different ball game. Because you're doing your own laundry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's still, you know, college. My mom actually said when she dropped me off at college, she was like, it's like camp, but with books and boys. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, it's yeah. like that. <laughs> oh, true. no, it was books, boys, and booze. Ooh, yeah, the three, three B's. B's. <laughs> 
Yeah, baby. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> In uh, terms of what we packed, uh, like color clothes is what we called them if they mm-hmm. weren't uniform. I, do you guys remember that there it was a real thing to bring like college shirts or yeah or sweatshirts? Yeah, it was a real trend to own like your to bring like well your our camp, sweatpants. Our camp specifically when you're twelve years. This old. is like a little insidery, but we'll tell you about it. The oldest bunk at our camp. It goes on like a weekend retreat before camp to like plan the summer. And it w- used to be in Charlottesville. It's not anymore. And they would take us on a tour of UVA. And the biggest, the highlight of the tour, like seeing the college, we were all like, Ugh, whatever, it's fine. But then the, the highlight of the tour was going to the university bookstore and everybody getting a UVA T-shirt. And then you wore them every color night with the rest of your bunk. And, and it you was like, like a different sport. It took us, everyone picked a different sport. It was like the biggest I had a deal. UVA dodgeball shirt. I had a UVA golf shirt. Ugh. I had lacrosse and I still have it. <laughs> um, and I think that was like part of the last minute packing process was yeah. throwing in all those like the college the, shirts or whatever was like color trendy clothes. at yeah. the time. And then there were definitely certain girls like who would come with like one or two items and were very practical about the whole thing. And then there were other people who truly brought their entire wardrobes with them. But it was like very helpful when we would go to socials. They would be able yeah. to share the wealth and like give us, you know, like I have very specific people in mind who I remember them basically just like opening up a closet of items and it was nice because I didn't bring as much as I think I thought I did. I also, um, the way that you're talking about the last minute throw in, because uh, Liz was saying that she packed a little bit every day, but that was not at all how my family worked. It was, we always went on vacation like two weeks before camp. And uh, so, and the camp man came to pick up our oh, yeah. our stuff during the that van. time that we were on yep. vacation, camp trucking, it was mm-hmm. called. And so huh. we were never home. So we had to pack my stuff to take it over to my friend's house so that to my friend Blair's house, because she also went to camp, so that my stuff could get on the <clears throat> camp truck. So it would all uh, it would always be the night before we were going on this vacation, we would be both packing for camp and also for the vacation. <laughs> and just like everything was everywhere. My mom wouldn't even like engage in the process. It was always just me and my dad like trying to scramble to get everything in the bags. And then everything would be packed way past whatever time I was supposed to be in bed, like one or two in the morning. And then he would take it over to Bonnie and Mark's house and like early that morning before we left and then we would go on vacation. It wasn't like a measured process at all. It was like camp truck and we have to get this stuff to Blair's tomorrow. What do you need? And packing all of and it. And I think that's why they forgot all your socks. All one my summer. socks. <laughs> one summer I, I went up with zero socks. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I imagine that people, all people have very different styles of packing and preparing for camp. And, you know, something I'm thinking about is obviously we went to camp like, 10, 20 years ago. Um, and yeah, no, we're, we're getting old. And, um, <laughs> but the people who are packing for camp now, I do imagine it's a very different experience just with like online shopping. Mm. We, that did not exist for us. So everything had to be, you know, local like ordered purchased or ordered yeah. from like a magazine, you know, like back yeah. in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mom, how do you think packing for camp would be now for you? Do you think you'd approach it in the same way or would you just order everything online? Just one big um, Amazon box waiting for each of your kids when they got to camp. That's a very good question for the clothing. Definitely would have ordered it in, online. That would have been so much 
easier than the phone call and running through all the different items I with bet somebody you can, on the lo- you know, phone. I bet you can order it online and have the labels put in through the oh, internet. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> yeah. <we're> I do <laughs> almost guarantee that they yeah, can do that. The yeah. iron on labels were yeah. definitely a thing. <laughs> oh, that sounds fabulous. However, I don't think I would have done the CVS uh, yeah. shopping spree online. I think that's a, an important thing to do while you're in the store itself. I think so too. I agree. But I think also probably parents feel a little bit less pressure to get everything perfect because they can just send something up within a day to camp. Like I'm sure the number of packages camp gets in the beginning of camp is just like extraordinary. (laughs) I I hear that they started limiting it because obviously like up at, at our camp. Oh, Oh, Uh, yeah, because I guess it's just too much to handle. I think so. Yeah, I I feel like um, probably all camps are struggling with this right now. It's just like the number of packages that come in on a daily basis, especially for like remote locations. I feel bad for those those UPS FedEx guys. Like that's a lot. And it's not easy to get those trucks down those small dirt roads at camps. So I, I feel for them. But I think it probably gets out of control those first couple of days with kids writing their parents saying, I forgot this. You forgot that. And can you send me this? So I'm sure it's a never-ending stream. A question for Liz. What um, what was your strategy for dealing with open containers or something like sunblock or that might explode in the... Oh, I don't think I ever thought about that. That was definitely <laughs> before the days where you couldn't bring things like that on airplanes. And um, again, it was going up in a camp truck. Uh, so I, I really didn't think twice about it. The bug spray, the you know, yeah. the sunscreen. There, there were a lot of products, but I, I don't Shh, think just it threw was a big in. deal. Just threw them in. <laughs> Do you guys remember I, anyone ever opening stuff oh, and being had, right? It I happened. Had an explosion where it was like, at least one summer. Yeah, uh, everything's yeah, covered sure. in Crest toothpaste. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I have, a, I have a question. What was your strategy for unpacking? Oh, I'm I, so I glad you asked that. Wonder that about Peter because I feel like Allison her stuff probably wasn't that gross, but like I think you're wrong actually <laughs> about that. <You're> wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all I can tell you that I thought the unpacking was just quite awful. The worst yeah. part. <laughs> so both both children probably took a swim in the lake right before they decided to pack their clothing <laughs> because every While wearing bag all their came back. And again, this is sat on some kind of trucking companies, you know. For like at least a week. At least a week. And it shows up a couple days after the kids show up, right? Yes. Oh, yes. The kids show up and maybe a week later you get the bag. Right. Yeah. And there would be like at least two or three wet towels in there. Oh. The wet bathing suit. Everything smelled like mildew. Ew. And then as you started to unpack it, it would be things covered with pine needles. I always found pine needles in the bag. And then there were things they brought home, which I just don't understand why they brought them home. Like, like what? Well, you always threw away the socks. I mean, the socks were just disgusting. You, you know, they were, they no, no longer looked white anymore. And then, um, you know, the soap dishes. Oh, I... I there was a reason you went back to CVS every year and bought all new stuff. Because <laughs> it was uh, disgusting. Yeah, I'm also sure there were plenty of, like, the things that I, items I put on the wall, like posters, but they were probably all ripped like up, ripped, and yeah. I decided that I still needed them. But, yeah, none of that stuff should have come home at any any point. And also when you're packing at summer camp, obviously you don't have as much adult supervision, <laughs> so you're just doing just whatever. It and it's 
that's one of the hardest days of summer camp is to like pack your stuff because you as a young person don't necessarily have the mindset to like do it in an organized way. Right. So you're just like, I'm going to throw it all in. When we were counselors, they used to assign us two or three kids to pack up at the end of the summer. And I would always start, I usually got like one nine-year-old, one like 12-year-old and one 15-year-old. And I always started with the nine-year-olds because they were so easy. Like they didn't have as much stuff as the older kids. And they weren't as like loath to be parted with it. Like if I would like gather up a bunch of stuff that was essentially trash mm-hmm. that they got sent over the summer, I'd be like, this is going. And they'd be like, okay, whatever, whatever. The hardest part was like the older kids, like trying to get them to part with like this poster that they hung up on their wall all summer. And I'd be like, this is garbage yeah. and they're like no I need like oh I need it so badly and I still like, have boxes and boxes of what you yeah. consider garbage <laughs> yeah. that it I was, insisted on it was saving really really years. it was really hard to pack the the younger kids were dirtier for sure they were like their stuff was actually gross but like throwing away stuff they didn't care the older kids their stuff was cleaner but they wouldn't they, their bags were so much heavier it was so much more difficult you made me think about Peter. At his camp, they did riflery and archery, and you'd have, you know, the little pieces of paper where, what would that be called? Right, the, the targets. Yeah. The targets. Yeah, right. what you hit. He would bring home, like, a hundred of those. <laughs> <laughs> so combine those pieces of paper in the bag with the wet towels. Oh, God. It's like paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> so I think both my kids brought home absolutely everything that they had done or seen at camp. <laughs> Did Allison come home with a jar of lake water? Yeah, I, was <laughs> I don't actually think I did that. I think I, I had like an envelope of pine needles. Um, that happened, but to that open just over happened. Everything. I mean, you would end up with like a bag full of pine needles just naturally that just accumulated on the bottom <laughs> of the bag. And then what about? Um, I'm curious about storing stuff throughout the year. Like then, so after you unpacked the stuff, what happened? Oh, that's another good question. So. Of course, we washed everything, and we would wash the sleeping bag and all the stuff that you used on hiking trips. And my sleeping it, bag went out to out the dry the cleaners. Sun. Yeah, that's probably smarter. Yeah. <laughs> I think we hosed it down in the backyard. I'm not even kidding. Like, I don't think <laughs> it actually definitely. There were just things that like would sit out in the sun for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. But then, and I think all parents do this: you would take the clothing once it came out of the dryer, and you'd put it right back in the bag and bring it right back to the attic with the yeah. hopes that the next year, even though you knew you'd have to go through it all over again and make sure the stuff fit, but with the, yeah. with the good fortune that the next year could potentially be a little less stressful. Right, that you wouldn't have to look at it until next May. True. I mean, I think the good news about packing for camp for most campers is that even it, when it starts so early, it's actually like the best feeling in the world. To yeah. ha- like we did start like two months countdown. in advance. And when I see the bag sitting in this room that we packed everything in, I would just be so excited. So it was never like a bad thing. No. And I think that's like important to note as well about packing. Like the process of packing can be a little bit stressful, but I think it makes the kids like so happy and excited. Like you just knew that it was coming around the bend. So how did thing. how did Lisa pack you up? We took when you talked about the computer room, we took over the guest room on the bed where the you know, the big bags. And not two months, but maybe like three weeks to four weeks in advance. So it went on for a while. And there was definitely what you just described as like the try on session. <laughs> and that took like 
at least till the fourth week for the bags were out <laughs> to finally get me in the room to try everything on. Uh, I'm sure Emily lined up immediately. Yeah, probably. Uh, I remember tennis rackets being a thing, and I always wanted to bring two, even though I wasn't that good at tennis. I remember tennis rackets being a thing because it was like you played tennis in the spring, and so it was like, when is the appropriate time to pack this tennis racket? Um, And then everything just had like big orange stains on it and then it'd be an interrogation. I was like, what is this? But what is this? If I know what it is, I'll know whether it, I can get it out or not. And then I'd be like, I don't know what it is. Um, all my clothing had hot chocolate stains. Oh, yeah. All of it. Mine had a lot of fudgeticle stains yeah. happening. Mine had a lot of like large goops of like <laughs> fun like tar. There was also like, there was some kind of stain that was like a combination of like pine sap and then whatever got on top of it mm-hmm. that so and it was like really adhered to your it was clothing like clumpy, yeah. yeah it was, yeah. It was really I gross. think we were definitely resistant <laughs> to throwing things out so I would go to camp with like very stained shirts but eventually you knew that they some of them had to go like they were just not okay, okay. I anymore. also always had like my mom at least every summer had to order at least one clean t-shirt because you needed one for the last night of camp and my t-shirts were never clean when I like clean enough. Yeah. So I always had one fresh white shirt that stayed like in reserved. the reserved. Yeah. Stayed in the drawer the whole summer. And then it was, and then I wore it on the last night and then it got rotated into my camp uniform. That was real. I feel like my mom would also always slip in like a surprise that I didn't know was going to be in there. And then she'd have a little note and it was like some really cool gift. Oh, my mom did that in my backpack for the plane. That's nice. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. My mom's like, Liz I don't like, think I did that. <laughs> no, I'm sure you uh, maybe at some point wrote a note or, or I don't know. Um, but yeah. Allison is very well adjusted, so it's okay. I know I gave her a big hug. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you remember, cause your sister went to our camp. Do you remember her packing scenario when she was, you went to camp too, right? Do you remember packing when you were a kid? I really have no recollection. No, none recollection. Interesting. But we had both gone to uniform camps and I'm sure, you know, my mom just followed the it list. It was the same scenario, yeah. I yeah. probably followed in her <laughs> footsteps. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would be curious to, like, have listeners send in their camps packing lists and see how they differ. Yeah. Um, and I would love to get a current <laughs> packing list from our summer camp because the one I have is really dated. What it's very. that written? I, like, I think I it's honestly, from the 80s. I'm or right now, and it's... it's <laughs> it has to be in the 80s because it has this kind of, like, modern like computer font. It's very computer top. style. Yeah, but it has different sections. Section 1 clothing, section 2 equipment, section 3 you and your camper getting ready is what it's called. Yes. Preface. This book will give you some tips to prepare you and your child for a happy camp experience. Written by Helen Hers Cohen who was the owner and director of our camp for a very long time. Yeah, it's very, it's and extremely also there's detailed. there's a list for boys in here, which is confusing because we went to all girls camp. Sample list for boys. I actually think this was written not even specifically for our camp because I think she was at like the forefront of camping generally. So she wrote this, um, I think as a guide as like for a general... anyone. Um, 
which is pretty cool. But I think now camps probably have like very specific lists. This also and has some like very yeah. amateur illustrations happening. Yeah, no, there's some. It's some good stuff. We'll, we'll post some of it online so people can see it. Um, but yeah, oh, this is great. It says where exactly on each type of clothing you should put the name tag. So it's like shorts <laughs> inside the waistband, socks <laughs> top. <laughs> Yeah, this is great. So yeah, I think we need to start accumulating this. other people's lists to just see like what 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 is required, what is not. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think there are some know changes. Some of the like trendy stuff that's being packed today. Are yeah. Sophie shorts still in? Sophie shorts. <laughs> I know that on our camp, uh, the camp spot, they have like you know a page for every camp, and on our camps, there's like a onesie, a Walden onesie. I know it's really cool. That I've, it's... I've sent links to Allison and Julia, being like, should we buy these <laughs> for the three of us? I know that. <laughs> I definitely think you should. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> an extra 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 large, so you can grow into them. <laughs> yeah, I think the beauty of the internet now is that even a lot can go back and buy like their camp uniform and it's not like totally weird um i know a few of us did do that a couple years ago we got we got the cool shorts yeah it wasn't weird at all it wasn't it was not weird um yeah i think i mean are there any other like big tips you would give parents i mean the packing season is upon us and i feel like collaborate make sure you go to cvs you know, you can buy stuff on Amazon, but do that CVS trip for. So that's for the all number the one tip is there. to collaborate with your your child. <laughs> with your child as to it's, what they it's, want. It is. Back. It's a project. More candy. More candy. <laughs> that's the. Those are the tips from the campers. More candy and collaborate. And what is, what do you think the best tip is for a parent who's approaching this packing process? Just to be really excited for their kid and to be enthusiastic when you do do all this packing, um, even though it can be a little anxiety producing, uh, it's all for the good because you're sending your kid off to hopefully a wonderful summer. That's an excellent tip. That's great. And I just, just popped into my head besides CVS. I was like, we didn't go there. My mom took me to Costco. Costco, yeah. We did it big, and I got to choose whatever type of gum I wanted in a 24-pack. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really exciting. My parents used to bring me on visiting weekend Costco jugs of animal crackers and goldfish, which yeah. was real. It was real. Good. It was so good. I, I ate it for the rest of the summer. They were amazing. The, the animal crackers definitely were, like, damp and soggy by the end of the summer, but I ate them anyway. The biggest hit I ever had at Camp Visiting Weekend is I worked for a company that covered toy companies, and I got a guy to send me, like, 30 Beanie Babies. Oh, sick. Yeah, I was, that's like, real. really the hot parent. They're back, did you know? Uh, I didn't know that, but never went away. I guess that's cool. No, like. I just I I just babysat last weekend, and I brought these kids all my old Beanie Babies, and they were like they were like, oh, we have some already. They were so excited to get them. Yeah, everything like, comes back. It all cyclical. comes back around. Tamagotchis um, are in. I think before we wrap this up, uh, when we're speaking of Parents Weekend. I do feel like my mom has like a gem of a parents weekend story about my brother. That's just like so outrageous Let's hear that it. it needs to be told on the podcast. She's not looking like she knows which one which you're um, talking about. I would say sesame chicken should clue you into <laughs> what I'm talking about. Oh my All goodness. Right. Wrap it up with a zinger. Yeah, this is uh, I'm yeah, hooked. Yeah. You know, Peter's letters from camp didn't contain much information. Uh, as I told you, he had to, I had to ask him yes or no questions. But we did get one long letter of what to bring to camp, and it included a pack of Pepsi, 
and to please get sesame chicken from this one Chinese restaurant in our town. Uh, kindred spirit. <laughs> now, the reason this is so funny, first of all, the camp said you couldn't bring any food. They were very, very strict about that. But we would leave on a Wednesday night, drive halfway up, then we would spend... We, we'd leave Wednesday night, but we didn't go to camp, I think, until Friday. All right, so several days back. So we had to put it in a cooler pack with... Oh, um, you got him the orange yes, chicken. It, I always compared sesame it... Chicken. Sesame chicken. Sorry, sesame chicken. Compared sesame. it to like a heart transplant being yeah. put in the thing. <laughs> we had to put it on ice. Then we had to take it into wherever we were staying that evening and see if they had a little refrigerator in the room, put it in there. <laughs> and then we literally had to sneak it into camp. And I remember when we got the sesame chicken there... The head director said, uh, you don't have any food in that bag, do you? And I said, oh, and I'm so conscientious, but I, I had to lie. I said, no, of course not. We're, we're, we're bringing books. No, sir. And, uh, you know, I remember he was very happy. Was it happy, good? Happy. Like, no, it was like no. cold orange no. chicken? Cold, Two course. days old? The closer to the story that she's not remembering is they took a photo of him eating the sesame chicken <laughs> at camp in his uniform, like oh. in the beautiful pine trees. Um, and they gave it to the Chinese restaurant and they put it up on their wall. Like, there weren't many photos. It was a very small place where we grew up and they they put the letter that my brother wrote saying he wanted sesame chicken from this place and (laughs) no it wasn't um but it's just it's so epic and insane scarsdale famous yeah yeah so i think that's a really good like parents will go to great lengths when they're packing you for camp when they're bringing stuff to your visiting weekend when they're you know, unpacking, like your parents do a lot for you. Maybe not sesame so chicken, but um, they'll go to the to extremes. I can't get over. I like really, lo- I like, did you read that letter and you were like, well, we're doing this because this is the funniest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. why we did it. <laughs> yeah. And I thank Allison for refreshing my memory. I had forgotten <laughs> about it and it is true that it that's is. That's a parenthood highlight. It's, right it's hanging in that Chinese restaurant. Still <laughs> to this day? Probably. I Prob- hope so. Probably. Yeah. Peter Caden, so cool. king you, of Peter. sesame chicken. <laughs> so great. Well, Liz, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It's been so much fun. Thank you. And thank you, Allison, for hopping on the mic. Always a pleasure. And for just being the best producer ever. Yeah. <laughs> and, for, and for bringing your mom. Because <laughs> we love having mother-daughter, you know, chats on the podcast are, are my favorite. It's been a big family affair but mostly the the Caden family slash Tanner family our families haven't really been on that much yeah but our family is very supportive of the podcast they are they are and my sister and fiance not my fiance (laughs) (laughs) my sister and her fiance but it was really your sister's fiance and your sister because she was on for like two seconds okay we're wrapping it up yeah but she was amazing she was amazing um we're wrapping up wrapping up uh social media (laughs) you can find us at www.happycamperspodcast.com you can find us on the gram Happy Campers Podcast. Just Google us. You'll find us. But the most important thing is that you rate, review, and subscribe us on iTunes. And we just applied to get on Stitcher. So if you have a droid, your time is coming. Droid. Um, All right. So let's wrap it up. Thanks again, Liz and Allison. And day is done. Gone in the sun. We out.